0: Welcome to McKnight's Newsmakers Podcast at the Leading Age Conference in Atlanta, where we'll share the latest information from industry leaders. Hello again, everybody. This is Jim Berklin, Executive Editor at McKnight's Long-Term Care News. And we're here at the Leading Age 2021 Annual Convention in Atlanta. And I'm very proud to say that our guest today, right now, is Larry Minix past president of Leading Edge. Uh, Larry has also been consulting in his time since leaving the association in that official capacity. He's also been speaking, and he does, of course, have that book, Hallowed Ground, with so much good advice in it. Larry, we're we're thrilled to have you here, and I I just want to ask right off, what have you been asked perhaps most often, or some of the things you've been asked most often since you've stepped out of that position and you've been more of a consultant?
1: Sure Jim first thank you for including me I, I keep up with nights this is the daily planet of uh, of uh, uh, senior living uh healthcare news and uh, I feel like I'm working with uh, you and Lois Lane and Clark Kent and but thank you for the um, uh, for the time you give me um, the the things that come up and by the way I serve on uh, three nonprofit boards um Um, One is uh, uh, National Trinity Senior Living, another Mississippi, Mississippi Methodist, uh, the home of the greenhouses, and AG Roads here in Atlanta, which is a hundred-plus-year-old nursing home uh, uh, group and three different types of organizations, and that's a way for me to keep learning. Um, And uh, so the things that I'm getting now uh, as I visit uh, states and governing bodies Uh, strategic planning because it's different today and people are not sure what to plan for uh, and how to go about the planning and oftentimes it includes um, succession planning because we have lots of CEOs that are in the last few years of their former uh, careers. The second one is uh, everybody really wringing their hands over staffing uh, how to get it, how to keep it um, uh, and uh, there are some have um, found the secret uh, sauce to that oh, and cool. a lot of them are just uh, flailing uh, about it and uh, third which I'm sure we'll talk about a little later is a uh, uh, reaction to this uh, pandemic and what that's um, uh, done to and four. Uh, long-term uh, care, senior living in general.
0: Definitely, we can't we can't, we we can't avoid those we definitely. can't avoid those topics, can we at all? But you, you're very strong in governance development. Yes. Uh, what it's do you find stuff. is the most? Oh, I don't know if I want to say most common, but what do you frequently have to remind or or help providers with?
1: Uh, it's the the uh, the common theme is that when organizations get into trouble, uh, and these. These uh, triage calls used to come to my office at leading age. Um, the reason the organizations get into trouble, if you go back to the root cause, is that their boards have been asleep at the switch. And um, I've identified about um, 12 different uh, unhealthy cultures that produce um, uh, uh, bad outcomes. And so uh, we go back and look at governance structure, because structure dictates outcome. And uh, help boards uh, get beyond uh, uh, where they are, but uh, uh, so that's that's the biggest challenge. And A lot of them are doing the strategic planning within the context where we're going. Our CEO is going to retire in five years, so what do we do? And um, many have new board members. Uh, how do you get them engaged and involved? Uh, but um, uh, uh, boards uh, have not been paying attention.
0: And who's responsible, I mean, not who's responsible, but how do you spark them? What's the quick answer?
1: Well, the quickest way to spark them is um, when the name of the organization appears in the front page of the newspaper. Uh, That's what uh, gets people off the dime. But people get so um, sort of self-satisfied, organizations float on their reputations, or they try to float under the radar and hope nobody pays much attention to them. Uh, But boards have to be active and not passive. Uh, and CEOs have to be willing to cultivate their boards and make sure that uh, they stay uh, informed and involved. Some CEOs um, don't want to do that. Uh, so one of the cultures that I've identified as unhealthy is a fiefdom culture. Yep. Um, and um, it's where a CEO or even a board chair um, believes this is... Um, um, a board chair believes uh, that uh, they own the organization. Sure. So they have too much uh, uh, influence on it over it. And yet, you don't want boards involved in operations.
0: Okay, okay. Which, um, so, so you got to be a little bit uh, yeah, yeah. aggressive, so but it's, not it's over It's going
1: it. back and looking at your whole structure, process, culture. Um, and a good time to do that is when you anticipate succession. Okay. Yeah, so... Um, uh, but oftentimes... Um, uh, boards don't do that, and then wonder why. But it's kind of like uh, Russian roulette. I, while I'm in the chairship, I hope there ain't no chamber in the gun. Yeah, you know? yeah,
0: yep, yep. There you go. You know, and it's one of those things they always say too. Obviously, with media, they've said never have no comment because then somebody else will fill that oh, space no, for no you. No
1: question about it, and especially uh, with a with a crisis, no comment is uh, deadly.
0: Okay, so let's segue a little bit into your views. I know you have some strong views on strategy, and strategy yeah. development for that. Now, yeah. we could do volumes on it, but I'm gonna give you 60 seconds. Tell me your strategy. Pitch. Strategy. Uh,
1: in um, program design, a lot more around um, virtual uh, services, uh, home services, and new configurations around accommodations. Um, and uh, then everybody wants to know what to do with a nursing home. Well, either get really good at it, which will probably cost you some money, or get out of the business. You can't do it halfway anymore, and we've been trying to do that earnestly for a long time. Uh, but uh, And be prepared, if you invest in capital, to be flexible about how you use it. If you don't have an Alzheimer's care strategy, um, you can't just open up a new memory unit in a courtyard and have some new wall sconces and say we do memory care. Um, no one knows much about effective memory care, but we have to, uh, we have to be pioneers uh, in that effort because the single biggest reason people will use nursing homes in the future is uh, uh, dementia until we get uh, on top of that. So it's, it's program mix and thinking outside the traditional um, institutional walls or me too strategic planning ABC Corporation comes in and they're doing eighty active adult and assisted living, so it lets us do sixty active adult and assisted living, and then we wonder why we're overbuilt. Um, so uh, thoughtful strategic planning is uh, is huge these days, and in the mix of that, as important as the buildings and the programs are, is the human resources strategic planning. Of um, course. Um, because we can't do it without people, and right now uh, we're scared more people off than we're attracting, and that's okay.
0: okay I think important. that's going to segue yeah. into the one that the elephant in the room, if you will. We have not mentioned that p-word pandemic too much. Yeah. Uh, you have some strong views on what have What have we learned from this still ongoing, we yeah. should say, pandemic?
1: Well, uh, I don't know who said it, but uh, I think it's true that don't waste a good crisis. And um, here, here's what I think. Uh, we can learn because I've seen organizations do it if we want to. Number one, we're learning that the physical configuration of many nursing homes couldn't be more conducive to spreading disease. Uh, if if somebody said, "Let's build a nursing home that spreads disease," so um, uh, I'm with organizations that have had to modify existing buildings uh, to uh, conform to contemporary infection control kind of thing. So looking at physical plant, that's why. I, um, configurations like um, greenhouse and neighborhoods, uh, there, I think there's less uh, COVID in greenhouses. I think than you're there right. In, there have been studies. And, uh, there, there are reasons for that. Yeah. The second thing I think we need to learn is uh, we've got to respect our staff. The staff in nursing homes needs to be just as well trained and developed uh, for uh, senior care as nurses and ICUs are for what they do, but but we don't see them that uh, equal. I mean, these are the people that are taking care of your mother and daddy who are vulnerable um, and they need to be Multiple uh, comorbidities. You know. They need to be respected, paid well, um, training ladders. Uh, we don't need people having to work two or three uh, yeah. jobs. So it's time it to, to bring them into the, uh, the family, just like um, we respect nurses and doctors. Uh, the, um, uh, the the third thing we need to do is uh, is make sure that uh, the programs we offer, especially uh, specialty kind of things like infection uh, control and, and rehab kind of programs, are really well done by people that know what they're doing. Um, and uh, we can't be caught flat-footed um, and ordering more masks instead of Uh, Well, we got an outbreak of something today, we all know what to do.
0: There you go. So, um,
1: uh, I think those are the, uh, uh, of course, uh, image. Um, We have a lot of places that are doing a good job in managing this thing, but they don't know how to tell their story, Um, and um, uh, Elizabeth Seaton, pediatric nursing home in in the outskirts of New York City, I saw their uh, CEO yesterday, and they have a remarkable record. Of managing this pandemic with some of the most vulnerable little children uh, that you'll ever see Uh, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we have others that just hadn't had much of a problem why because they managed well and they got on top of it quickly and they kept people informed and they got families on their side instead of complaining about them to the local tv station
0: there you go and so i have to ask uh, it goes back a few years, but do you still feel that there will only be two types of nursing homes
1: in the future? No question. The excellent and the non-existent. I got asked uh, not too long ago uh, by a board member uh, in, a, in, a, in a board education program, look, um, nursing home care is expensive. Why can't we just be a three-star place and that's the money we have? Let's just, can, why, What's wrong with being a three-star place? And I said, well, what's wrong with being a three-star place is that um, you've got a responsibility to try to be a five-star place. That means you're doing nursing home care uh, uh, halfway. And uh, you got to answer the question, is that good business? Is it morally acceptable? I don't think so. Um, and uh, you can complain about the star system all you want to, uh, but um, uh, if you're not working toward five-star uh, you're you're getting worse instead of uh, uh, better. And it'll probably show up in your numbers, and not just the ones the government looks at, but things like turnover, staff satisfaction, family satisfaction. Um, uh, bad care, uh, they say, is more expensive than uh, good care. And we're throwing a lot of money at um, inadequate care.
0: And I have to think that Cousin Bubba would be in, in, in line Bubba, with those views. Bubba
1: would be proud. Bubba... Um, Uh, died a year and a half ago at 94 and the last piece of wisdom he passed on to me Uh, we were riding down the highway visiting another uh, relative and he said "Uh, Lord son I'm going to tell you something he got my attention I said what is it Bubba he said "Uh, inbreeding don't work I said what he said inbreeding don't work it don't work in hunting dogs it don't work in horses it don't work in cows and it ain't worked in our family and that's what's wrong with some of them, and that's all I'm going to say about that. Now, my closing admonition to board board retreats, our biggest problem is we're inbred and and keep ourselves uninformed. Big emphasis now on uh, expanding our diversity, not just of, um, uh, of, uh, of, of, of people of color and that kind of thing, but diversity of competence. It can't be the same old, same old... Uh, group of uh, uh, white haired white men whose um, uh, families helped develop this thing. It's got to be a uh, very sharp, uh, competent. And always supportive.
0: evolving, always looking always, forward. Always, and, it can't and, be inbred anymore. And, and, and that's why he is so good, ladies and gentlemen. Larry Minnick, <laughs> we want to thank him for joining us. He is always on the move and still still always getting ahead on things. Well, you,
1: Jim, thank you for that. And you keep up y'all's great work. You're the, you're the best uh, in communications about what's going on in our field.
0: Thank you, Larry Minnick. We'll see you next time, everybody. Thanks for listening. And be sure to listen to our other podcasts from the Leading Age Conference in Atlanta.